What's up, guys? Welcome to episode two of the LTIR podcast. We took a shot at filming at Sunday at eight in the morning. So uh, we're down a couple bodies today. Uh, Brian and I were able to get ourselves out of bed and uh, get on the mics here. Uh, so it's just going to be the two of us. Um, we might have some surprise guys jump in. I've fired off some texts. So that'll be exciting if somebody can pop in during the next hour. But uh, for today, I think Brian and I are going to just uh, hang out, talk some fancy hockey, um, and then maybe just see where it goes. Um, honestly, pretty pretty pumped, man, uh, with how the first one actually ended yeah. up going. Yeah, it went, it went good. Yeah. I mean, I listened to it the first time. I was like, oh, man, like. Michael Granlin talking about Calgary, Jakob Slavin, <laughs> Scully's Wrestling Bears. Um, it was a whole deal. Yeah. I was like, you know, I wonder what the feedback will be like. Um, but uh, text rolled in, ran into people. I mean, not like thousands of people, but it was it was neat. <laughs> yeah, man, that's cool. Yeah, Good. it was neat. I, I thought it was Good. awesome. Um Getting used to hearing my own voice. I don't know how you guys have put up with my laugh for the last twenty eight years. Oh yeah, dude. Trust me, I I'm the same way. Where I'll listen to my own voice or like, you know, my laugh. It's it's mine's so high pitched that I can't throw it in. Like I gotta try and hide it from the mic. I feel like sometimes because it's just it's awful. It's like right in my ears too. It's so funny because like I mean like I love your that's laugh. Everyone, that's yeah. everyone. You know? Yeah. No, Who totally. Listen to themselves. About like a couple minutes in, I, I said something and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, so the two of us are just going to wait here. and uh, Yeah, it's a hard cap. So, you know, with injuries, it's hard to dress a full roster sometimes, you know? Totally. We're pulling, totally. We're pulling like a Vegas right now. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of superstars not here today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dove into a. Uh, Coachella Valley and called up some players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, how's your week going, man? How's things going? How's fancy hockey going? It's good, man. I I mean, I've been trying to keep up with it this week. It's been sort of a busy week, but I mean, well, I guess it's not so good. I'm looking, I'm down by like, a, like at least 30 points in each league right now, which is good. So we're not killing it, but uh i got one team that's sort of i'm sort of accepting in our eight team league i'm sort of accepting a a rebuild i guess or sort of just looking for next year and then in our 16 team league i think you know we're having a slow week but i have sort of a good opportunity to like make a push for it so i'm kind of in two opposite ends of of the spectrum and depending on which league i'm in Right. So that's yeah. kind of what I'm going for. What about you? Yeah. Um, in one league, I'm playing the uh, the guy who blew up his team. Yeah. So yep. got, got a nice dub coming there. That'll move me Solid. to five and two. Solid bye week. It's a bye week. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, <laughs> a skid mark on the schedule. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so. Uh, yeah, we're moving through him pretty good, but he's competing, which I, I respect. Like, he's mm-hmm. not – he's still setting his lineup. 
He's making moves. He's texting me. I I told him I was gonna whoop him. He didn't take it too well. You know he's uh he's battling. He doesn't want to yeah. doesn't want to go down without a fight. So I respect that. Yep. Um, in the eight team, the elite eight, uh, picked up newly acquired Roman Yossi. Oh yeah, that's second. right. Yeah, and he, he landed a shorthanded assist. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna game. ask. We made a deal, man. I want to talk about that too. That's good. Well, we kind of did talk about it last week, right? We did, yeah. Yeah. We, uh, and now we can talk about the aftermath um, because the Preds had eight goals yesterday and Yossi had zero points. That's good. Good. Yeah. So good. I don't know where he was. I don't know either. I don't, yeah. because he, who else do they have on that blue line? They got like Fabro and Tyson Berry. Oh, okay. And a guy named Spencer Stastny scored. I don't know if he's related oh, to Paul. Yeah, you know. But, you There's, know. It's death taxes and a Stastny in the league. <laughs> There's always a Stastny. Yeah. <laughs> There's always a Stastny and a suitor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I, I kept pulling up the score app. And I was like, oh, like, Nashville scored again. Like, let's see where Yossi fits in on this one. And yeah. uh, nothing. <laughs> I don't even good, know if he was good. Plus. Yeah, but I mean, the shorthanded assist was cool. I think I'm losing my about. Um, Chuck reminds me, I gotta pop a few guys in the lineup. You know, it's hard to. It, there's there's a lot of pressure to get traded for a first first round pick. You know, yeah, it's like a lot of value, and so maybe it's just getting the yips out. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> here's the thing, right? right? When I offered it, I was like, "You told me you took him 17th overall." Yeah. Um, in a in a first year draft, right, which puts him in the first pick of the third round. Yeah. So I offered a first and a second, but I'm getting back a fourth and a fifth in an eight team league. So I'm only right. moving down about twenty four spots. Right. It's not the end of the world, and there's three keepers. Well, so that- it it kind of it the value. Made sense to me. It does. I, I just don't understand why everyone was just on my ass so much about it. I think just because it looks the way it looks, but you and I even mapped it out because I remember you were like, oh, maybe a third and a fifth. But then we talked about like how the second and the third are the same pick. Like if I'm rebuilding, that second round pick is like your second round pick. You're trying to win. So you're, you're essentially going to be the bottom of the second round and I'd be the top of the third. So they're really only like two picks apart. So we needed to like gap it a little bit to the fourth. Yeah. And then the first round pick is to borrow Yossi where he would land in the draft potentially anyway. So it kind of mapped that. It just looks odd because the way that I think it's going to work out is like it's an eight man league. So it looks like, I don't know, it's going to be fine. I mean, I, I think yeah. it, it'll play out guys. Just we, we talked it out. I think it, it'll work. We did. And, uh, it's not as bad as the first year of the 16 team league where I was at work one day and I was so like, was I. <laughs> we were yeah, both at you work. were at work. Um, <laughs> going for employee of the month. Yeah. <laughs> and I finished a, finished a job site and pulled over. It was like, dude, we got to show these people how to do a, a, a draft pick trade because mm-hmm. Even though we turned it on or we tried to, it wasn't working. So we had to manually trade draft picks and then manually set the draft order. We still kind of have like, to do you that. Know, how do we? How do we get? Let's get something done here. Like, what do we do? 
And I just, you know. Well, the problem is we both didn't know how to value draft picks. So we were yeah. just sitting there going, yeah, no, I don't know. And I didn't want to give up. Like, we immediately went for first round picks. And I was like, ah, like, I don't know. Are we talking about the Lindholm deal? I am. Yeah. The infamous Lindholm deal. It, uh, uh, it sent wavelengths through the late league. Uh, people were like, what are you doing? Um, you know, two first round picks for Lindholm. He did score like 45 goals a year before. Yeah, he was coming off 100 points. Like, I, yeah. I thought it was, and then it was before the disaster, like, before we figured out what Calgary was going to be that year. On paper, my assessment of it was like, Lindholm and Huberto are both 100 point players playing together. Yeah. And it was, it looked good still. Everyone was still hyped on Calgary before, you know, they brought Kadri in. So it was like, okay, like he could, you know, their offense is going to be good. And they just weigh, we're not. No, he, I, th- I believe he, I think he finished with 75 points and didn't crack my keeper list. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, um, yeah. So which supposedly was going to send me into a tank year this yeah. year. Yeah, which I came out of the gates three and zero. Man, your your team's looking good, but yeah. yeah, I think I think as far as let's see, because you picked you had a good draft too, but yeah, about like valuing trades and stuff like that. I think what would is kind of interesting is your. You taught me this too, which was really good. Cause when I started fantasy, I started really looking into fantasy when we went to school together and I remember offering you trades and the thing you, I, I had this problem where I would value players based off of like, if I would want them on the ice, like on my team yeah. and it's a whole different thought process on like whether you want them on your fantasy roster or not. And so that was a mindset that took a lot of time. And then I remember you telling me like, okay, if you're offering like a two for one deal, you also have to take into account like the roster spot they have to drop because that's part of the evaluation of whether they're going to take the deal or not. So that was an interesting thing also because I would offer guys like, hey, look at this guy scored like in the last two games and you're like, yeah, but he's a fourth line guy who's playing hot right now. Like he's not worth anything. Also, I have to drop a guy off my roster to keep him. So that has to like take into account. So there's a lot of things that I, you know, as far as like valuing guys in a trade that I had to learn going along the way. But I was curious how you look at like, let's say, you know, you were talking about buying low for, you know, certain, like how do you go in and evaluate like two, two guys coming in where you're like, okay, I want this one guy. I have certain needs I need to met, like meet. And like, I want to try and throw like either a good offer. Do you like try and lowball quickly or do you try and like sneak a player in? Like, what do you typically look for? I, um, like, obviously this is going to sound like just a, a huge self tire pump. No, I actually, I, mean, I actually get out a piece of paper and yeah. write it out. Yeah. And usually try to make it a deal where the other team at the time is getting statistically a better trade. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I usually look at like, okay, like this is how it looks right now. Like with the, 
when I got uh, Gustafson, Cooley, and uh, oh god, who's the other guy? He's a young guy, I think. I forgot to put it in the uh, in the spreadsheet, so I don't know. But I offered up Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Jake Gensel, and uh, uh, Josh Morrissey. So three guys that are good now. That's huge, by the way. Big package. Yeah. Yeah. So I always try to write it out where I pick guys I think are like in a spot in the lineup or in their careers where they're going to get better as the year goes on. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm trading guys where who have been putting up the same points or the, like, you know what you're going to get kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I'm a big, big believer in, uh, yeah, breakout candidates. Like, I try to, um, I've been trying, to, yeah, when I make an offer, it's hard because I don't want to just, like, you know, we do have 16 guys that might listen to this. I don't want to give away too much. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, a guy like Hellebuck. You, you kind of know what you're going to get. You're going to get 30 wins, like a 9-10 save percentage. He's going to, you know, he's a good player, but he's not on the best team. Mm-hmm. But he's a top 10 goalie. Right. And I just make the argument, like, in our in a keeper league of 16 guys, the top 10 goalies are all getting kept. Right. Most likely. Right. <clears throat> so he's worth more than what, he's, what it says he's worth, in right. my opinion. Because you can find another 70-point guy. You can find another 80-point guy. You can find a rookie who might break out. Good luck finding a rookie goalie. Right. Um, it's coming out of nowhere that no one knows It's going to come out of nowhere that you've never heard of. I mean, like, the young guys in the league, Askarov hasn't made the league yet. Dustin Wolf got called up, sent back down. Right. It got shelled, um, which sucks. And didn't, didn't do well. Levi yeah. is hit or miss this year on Buffalo. You know? Yeah. I've seen him have some games where I'm like, you know, he looks like he might – he could still be in college. And then other games where he looks like an NHL goalie. Yeah. It's, uh, it's the hardest position. Um, it's such a tough – especially with the way we have the league set up where if, even if you're a good goalie, statistically, there are nights where if you don't get enough shots on net and your team loses, you could look – it could be – you'd be in the minus column. Like, it's so hard. Like, yeah. it's such a, a – I mean, a crap – not really a crapshoot, but it, it kind of is – for goalies because they're so inconsistent and now most teams are doing not most but a lot of teams are starting to do like a true 1a 1b where guys are playing every other night like you have you know the vegas rotation is and and boston rotation they're they're doing an every other night thing where it's tough to get like I don't know. There's not many like Hellebucks where you're they're playing every night and getting decent like quality starts. So it's hard to find, you know, a goalie that, that can anchor. Yeah, like and the thing about Hellebuck and the and the scoring system in our league, it's point two points per save. So every five saves he gets a point. Yeah. So every ten saves is equivalent to an assist for yeah. a player. Yeah. But every goal against is a minus one. Yeah. But a win is five points, and a loss is minus three. So if Hellebuck is on a team that's a little bit over 500, and you play him three times in a week, he's probably going to go two for three. Yeah. And that's pretty good because that's an average win, I would say, is 10 points. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, if he's getting 30 shots in the win, giving up two goals, you know, 
yeah, he might eat like a minus two in there, but his overall will be up. That's that's the problem I'm running into with uh, Sorokin right now. Where, well, I mean, he, honestly, he's been good this month. Like he's been sick, but in the beginning, the Islanders are still kind of struggling. And he's Sorokin's a top what five goalie in the league. And for a while, he was eating just straight minuses for a while. I mean, the past like you know the four starts he's had, he's been really really good statistically. But you know, for a while, it was tough. Where I. You know, I, he was my second round pick and he's eating minuses. Like, it's just a hard position to, to play. Yeah. For, I think we were talking about it one day. I was like, he, if he gets a couple of wins, I, I'd, I mean, if I was you, I'm not trying to give you advice, but he sounds like a sell high guy. I think so too. But I also, I am, I get so excited when I see like, cause he just put up 14 points. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh. But, I also, you know, it's it's a tough – I don't know. I don't know what the call is. We'll see if whether I want to keep him, and he might end up being a keeper for me, and I might dish out another one, but we'll see. Just because last year I did this where we had two keepers, and I kept two forwards, and it turned out like defense and goalies were the hardest position to fill the following year. So I'm trying to – but maybe in eight-team league, it might be a little easier to get get a top goalie. So yeah, who are your keepers this year? So far in the Elite Eight, it's uh McDavid, Connor, and Darlene. <laughs> I know. Well yeah, we'll get we'll get that. but then uh <laughs> uh in the other one it's McDavid, Rantanen, and uh uh Theodore. Shay Theodore. But so are you six- telling me the uh, co-commissioner of both leagues has McDavid in both leagues. Collusion, baby. Wow. You gotta, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you want to well, share on that at all? How people might so, <laughs> so the first, the in the Elite Eight, I won the draft lottery. Yeah, which was done on a, uh, by me on a sketchy randomizer app. Hey man, it's probably one of the best randomizer apps I've ever seen <laughs> of all time. Shout out whichever one it was. Uh, yeah. But then in um, in the 16 league, you and I made a huge deal that I mean looked pretty good at the time. Yeah. Like you were hot going into the playoffs. I kind of looked around the league and I was getting outscored. I, I had a good record, but I, towards the end of the year, I was starting to get outscored by like pretty much everyone. So I was like, okay, let's figure it out. I dished. What was it like? I pretty much gave you my whole roster and I, I don't remember if there was a pick involved, but it was like yep. Hedman, uh, Logan Thompson, Morrissey, who was having a sick year. Uh, a couple forwards. I don't remember For, Forsberg and Hurdle. Yeah, and Caulfield. Yeah, I mean it was ridiculous. And then immediately it was like injury, injury, injury. Was, Four of them got hurt. It was and so I lost. ridiculous. <laughs> it was I, so uh, ridiculous. I would like to to say, um, you know, there was a reason that I put McDavid on the on the block. Mm-hmm. Um, to the league, um, we we had a bit of a miss malfunction with the draft the first year. Yeah, 
where I was in, it was a Sunday morning and it was in the old days, uh, different time. And I was a little tired and, and I <laughs> had screwed up the settings four times in a row. So the yeah. draft order randomized four times. So yeah. somebody yeah. thought they had first overall three times, you know, three different people were like, I got first. Yeah. No. no. And, and people were texting me. We had a group chat. So people were like, what is going on? And my dad was texting me. He's separate from the group chat. I was at a Rams football game going in and out of Wi-Fi, going, what the heck is happening yeah. right now? So we're halfway through the year. I'm like, I'm like 12 and three. <laughs> and I'm like, cooking. Yeah. And I was laying there and I was like, I I can't have because I ended up getting the first overall pick when we finally got the settings right on the fourth try. And I said, I just can't go 10 years or however long this league goes with McDavid, knowing that it's my fault. Yeah. That I got him. And I Not put him on the block and you came up with that package. And I got like four other offers. That weren't I wanted to close. ask you about that because I was I remember uh you were saying you had a that's how we ended up throwing Logan Thompson in. Because you were like, I got another offer, can you throw a goalie in there? And I was like, fine. Because at the time I was just like, Yeah, I mean, of course, you know, I'm gonna get McDavid. But I was curious if you got if you had other offers. Uh yeah. Um one guy But he ended up going to the to the other commish. So that's good. I know. What a luck, eh? <laughs> Um, I got, yeah, the one that I can't remember was like Aho, Vasilevsky, and McAvoy, mm -hmm. which long term made more sense. But in a win now, yours made more sense to me at the time. Yeah, it was like a whole roster of, of yeah, like top, like, I don't know how looking at how the league turned out this year, I don't know how, like, my team was kind of stacked last year somehow. Because I remember it was like ranting in. I forgot who else my keepers would have been, but it was like I had Headman Morris. I had a big package that I could have, you know, that I ended up sending your way. But yeah. But yeah, that's, uh, yeah. But anyway, that's how I ended up with McDavid on both rosters, which has not been as fun this year as I thought it would be. No, you're in a rebuild with McDavid. You are the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, it really it hurts a little bit. <laughs> I actually they 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 pumped Washington the other night. They're they're looking a little better. They had a rough one against uh I believe it was Carolina. Down five nothing early, crawled back, lost I think maybe six four or six three. But yeah, no, um Yeah, Carolina they got they they look terrible. And we, we talked about Edmonton so many uh, I feel like they're they're everyone's the the whole league is focused on Edmonton right now. Like it's crazy, but yeah, they look so well, bad. Our, in our fantasy league, the whole league's focused on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. couple things about trading that I want to throw in. That's been really bugging me. We talked about how uh, the guy you're playing this week has been making deals. I, kind of made sort of a little mishap that bothers me still where I traded a second round pick for Suzuki and Matheson 
And the way that we kind of structured the deal was he goes, Hey, just throw two guys back for whatever, just the worst players. Just give me a roster. So we don't have to, you know, hit the waiver wire and you don't have to drop guys, whatever. And I threw in just as a throw in, I threw in Falk who wasn't doing anything at the time. He had like three assists probably. And as soon as I gave him up for nothing, I didn't think about it. Cause I was just like, Oh, statistically he's terrible. And then he just goes on a heater and just consecutive assists in like 10 games. And uh, it's been pissing me off because I'm looking at my roster right now and I'm like, I could really use Falk right now on the back end. Yeah. Bothering me. So I don't know. I might, uh, I might hit him up again to see if I can grab him back. Yeah. Did you also give up a seventh, a second and a seventh? No, I gave up uh, a like a fifth and a seventh or something like that. Like I gave up, I have it right here. Hang on. But I gave up, uh, here. It was, uh, second and a seventh. And then in return, he gave me his 13th and 14th. Right. So it was like, you know, second and a, you know, they're bad, you know, 13, 14th, whatever. It was mostly uh, focused on the second round pick for the two guys. Because yeah. at first it was just going to be Suzuki. And then I was like trying to see what else I can get. And he threw in Matheson or I, I asked for Matheson and he was like, okay, so you got to give up, you know, a little bit more than that. But. Yeah, I was more focused on just giving up the second. I don't really care about the seventh at all. But throwing in fault for nothing is tough. Yeah, no doubt. Do you feel with your your knowledge of the game and, and your drafting ability that uh, like draft picks beyond like the top five rounds are almost interchangeable? Like you can make it work? Yeah, because I yeah. do – I'll hit up the waiver wire. Like, after the draft, the way that the app is structured, I feel like the valuation of players is so weird because you look at the waiver wire after the draft and it's like I, – I mean, for the first half of – like, the first – how many weeks are we in? I don't know. We'll call it first five weeks of the season. Yeah. You can re – like, you could fill out half your roster off the waiver wire. And I feel like no yeah. one does that. Like I don't have half the players I drafted right now. In like, the elite eight, in more so in the sixteen. Even either, honestly, I I think I've yeah. switched out like at least you know seven or eight guys. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think your later rounds should be your like. You shouldn't draft for. Like, if you're picking, let me think of a name. I don't know. I I think if you're looking for a guy like. Uh, I don't know if you're picking up like uh, like a Mason Marchman, like a guy who's like good. Your your later rounds should be guys that are like a high reward or irreplaceable guys, like guys like a like a sneaky defenseman that's going to come in and put up points, or like like you know a guy who could potentially have a breakout year. Or I'll look at guys who maybe change like a new change of seat, like on a new team, you know, like got traded could be special or something like that. It should be guys that you can't look and go, oh, this is like a 
a tops, you know, you know, middle six forward who plays second line power. Like you can find those guys your dime a dozen, but you should look for guys that are kind of sneaky, going to do something big or could flop that are, you could easily replace with like, you know, another average player that's going to be available on your waiver wire. Yeah, no, I like that. I think, yeah. uh, I don't know who, who you'd say your, uh, your biggest uh, maybe steal was, but someone that I took in both leagues that fits kind of your build that you just described was uh Shane goes to spear. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent change of scenery mm-hmm. has had big years in the past. Like one particular big year with Philly. Yeah. Yep. They just kind of been on some bad teams. Yep. Not picking up big points. He gets moved to Detroit. He gets put on the top power play unit. He's got, he's averaging like 3.2 points a game. Yeah. Uh, fancy points. And, yeah. uh, you know, he's almost a point per game player. A hundred percent. That's it. Yeah. That's easily like, that's perfect. Like, yeah. and then I, cause I remember looking at the way it's structured, they they'll put like a, like a Verana was ranked pretty high. Yeah. I ended up drafting him cause I didn't have my pick ready and I was like, okay, fine. And just picked him. Yeah. But a guy like that who, you know, a cent- is a good player can do fine, but he's really like, you know, I, like a 30 point player for the most, like you can find so many of those guys. So it's, but he's valued higher because the probability of him putting up points is probably higher than a couple other guys this year. Not so much, but at the time it, it, you know, he ends up being like higher on the list. So guys like that will go, but they're replaceable. And so you kind of try and find like sneaky, like, you know, let me think of like uh I don't know. I didn't who did I draft that was kind of fits that bill. I mean Marty Reeves there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's see. Like a Mark Stone ended up being uh who did I pick? I picked him like 176th. So like what Round That's good, that in, right? Yeah, I mean, just do it off the top of your head, man. One seventy six divided by eight. Sixteen. Oh, eight. No, that was my eight man league. Yeah, one seventy six. Do it in my head. That's the twenty second round. Mark Stone. <laughs> what? Yeah, which I don't know how the hell that happened. That's a bad example because that should not have happened. But that's a. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just. Blows my mind. Like, he, yeah, I mean, that guy made your Team Canada roster. Yeah, which he should. He's disgusting. He should. <laughs> no, I think it was because he's coming off an injury. He was kind of injury prone. So he was, he didn't get yeah. the points that, that, but a guy like that where you're like, okay, he came off a statistically probably a lower season. So he was ranked a little lower, but when he's healthy, he's, he's gross. That's a guy you can I agree. put a bit on. But yeah. Yeah, quick uh, tidbit I just wanted to throw in before we continue down that path. I just wanted to say, uh, heard another podcast that's pretty famous, talks about hockey, and they came out and uh, mentioned that USA is an absolute, is is the favorite now. Yeah, they're a wagon. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I, dude. I, I listened to it, and it was funny because we did our discussion, and they kind of had a brief one, um, and uh I was proud of us. Yeah, we did all right. 
We did okay there, Sage. So I was like, wait, we kind of said that. Like, yeah, I heard, right? Like, you know, they're listening in. <laughs> they're listening in. So I thought that was kind of neat. I, I was like, okay, like, you know, that's a point for the LTIR. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, man. Yeah. But uh, so I'm about to be three and four in the league that I, I sold my first round pick. Unless I, you know, I got to get off this pod and make sure my lineup is set. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I know. Sure I did that. You know what screwed me with the freaking the, the global series killed yeah. me for it because I woke up at usually because I work nights. So as soon as midnight hits, I go and set my lineup and it made it easy, but I didn't work that week. So I'd wake up at like eight thinking, okay, we're good. And like half, just the way it worked out, there was like eight guys some day, some weeks that, that were playing already that yeah. were just on my bench. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Cause there was like a 5am game, uh, West coast time. Yeah, it crushed uh, me. Dude. Toronto, Minnesota. It crushed me. Yeah, I woke up and I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Morgan Riley had a big game and I was going against him and I was like, oh, I'm I'm losing now. Like, what? Yeah, it like, it's like 7 30 in the morning. What's going on? Yeah. He had and like, like oh, Morgan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Who are your. Uh, if you had to list like five players that you would buy low on right now, okay, in fantasy, okay, uh, like you would you would text a guy and what would you say? Who would you give up or what picks would you move and who would you be looking at if you were buying? So for the Jeepers Keepers League, okay. you're you're in you're a contender for sure. Yeah, is there anyone you're looking to buy? So the name that I have tried already kind of tried to get well one i which it didn't work out the beginning of the year i know tage thompson had a slow start i was trying to get him in both leagues it didn't work out because that guy's obviously a star but one that's sneaky still kind of holding out for is jordan kairu is a big one that i kind of want to try and keep an eye on i think he is a good player um and he was one that i was kind of interested in so that was the one name that I kind of I remember just off the top of my head looking in, wanting to get. Um, let's see. I think, uh, well, Buchnevich isn't as slow as I thought he was. He's doing okay now. But that was kind of the name. I'll, I'll say that. Kairu was kind of the one name off the top of my head without taking too long to look through the league. Um was one that I think would be a good pickup. What about you? Yeah, yeah, he was projected at, at the draft day. I mean, barring the predictions or the projections, mm-hmm. I thought were ludicrous. Uh, yeah. Shout out ESPN. I mean, yeah. if that many guys scored 30-plus goals and had 80-plus points, it would be every game would be 7-6. Right. They had everybody breaking out, which is yeah. great, but it was misleading. Yeah. Because it was like, I was looking at guys, I was like, I was like, oh my God, like, well, what did you do last year? I was like, oh, 50 points. Like, well, why is he projected at 80? Like, what what do they think is going to happen? Well, Kairu kind of did that last year, too, where he went like a third of the season in without doing anything. And then the second half, he kind of got on his horse again. And that's kind of what the Blues did again, was after they, like, they kind of sucked. And then once they got hot, once it didn't matter anymore, when they brought in like Kapitan and, and, 
for Anna where they just started putting the puck in the net a little bit. And so I don't know what Kyrie's doing now, but that's kind of the story of his season last year too. So that might've gone into why they thought he was going to come in and just pick yeah. up where he left off. No, that's fair. I mean, he's a, he's a good player. Um, he's a really good player, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I mean, I just thought I, when I, I remember seeing him specifically and thinking, so it's funny you bring him up and thinking, wow, they got him projected 90 plus points. Like, yeah, I mean, that's insane. What did I miss? Yeah, I agree. On a St. Louis team that was supposed to be in the bottom third. They're a playoff team right now, which is pretty Crazy. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the West um, is nuts right now. It's a it's a free-for-all. Yeah. Really. Like, I mean, Anaheim's looking good. Like, there's teams bouncing around all over the place. The Coyotes look pretty good, uh, especially mm-hmm. at home. Yep. Um. Yeah, it's a, it's fun. It's just a fun time to be a hockey fan, really. You can turn yeah. on any game and you have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, probably the, I mean, probably biased here, but for me, it just seems like the most parody mm-hmm. is in the sport of hockey. Um, yep. I am a huge baseball fan and I do do the fantasy football and I've watched basketball before. And for me, like you can turn on, like you can look at the football matchups and be like, okay, well that's a, you know, something crazy would have to happen in that game. Right. I mean, Baseball, it's 162 games, so every best of three series, the best team usually wins two out of three. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Um, yeah, I just uh, plus hockey. even like even on like a fantasy aspect, like in football, the projected points. I mean, I'll, honestly, I'll I'll say this year is more than most. It's been kind of more of a toss up, but for the most part, if you look during a week and you see your projected points, like it's not there's not a huge opportunity to like it's pretty, it's a little more predictable than like hockey where a guy can come in and outscore, you know, any of the superstars in any given, like freaking Sissons started the league with like six goals. And you're like, what is happening right now? Yeah. Or like O'Connor will come in and put a back to back, like, you know, 10 plus points. Like it's so random that way. I feel like it's a little more, uh, you gotta there's a little more opportunity for guys to be sneaky like that totally man yeah i agree um i love i love it yeah scissors and then yeah drew o'connor uh or uh logan o'connor there it is yeah we have drew o'connor and and, uh and uh alex cop now drew (laughs) o'connor and alex cop baby Dude, we had a viewer in Missouri, and I was like, "That's Alex Cobb for sure." A hundred percent, dude. Yeah, I was Alex like, Cobb, yeah. good old Midwestern boy. <laughs> yeah, and uh, just briefly, shout out to uh, the viewer from Ireland and the viewer from Mexico because that's serious? pretty cool. Yep, we hit, we touched four countries. <laughs> that's crazy, that's crazy. yeah. That's pretty sure pretty the cool. Ireland was the a couple of the boys that lived here uh, for yeah. a summer. Uh, they they heard about it and they, cause I got I got a text them saying like oh like you know effing rights, yeah. Um, Mexico though I, I I don't know maybe that was Alex Kopp on vacation. Yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Who's sneaky on your like radar for guys who you think are are a buy low right now? So if I got a couple of buy lows. I got a I got a stay strong guy. Yeah. So like stick, you know, stick with them, mm-hmm. and I got a, a blowout guy. Um, so statistically, 
the Canucks are like the luckiest team in the league right now. I mean, I'm not discrediting them. They're playing great hockey. Talk it's got them doing great things. They're a good team. I, I so but I just pucks are flying in at a rate that doesn't add up. Um, so for me, a guy like JT Miller, I mean, he's putting up superstar like top three, like Sidney Crosby Prime numbers almost. I think you get a huge package for him if you don't think you're gonna win the league with him. I agree. So anyone on the Canucks right now, really, um, except for Pedersen, I think I think you don't move on him ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's an absolute freak. Um, my stay strong guy is Patrick Line. Okay, he's going through oh. the. Yeah, I know. I mean, for me, he either breaks out like he had that month a couple years ago where he scored a goal a game in November. Yeah, like the whole month. Um, right. I have him in both leagues. And he's doing awful. He's getting benched. He got healthy scratched. Yeah, man. It's pretty crazy. Uh, I, I say stay strong on him. He's too good of a player. And if he gets hot, he's elite right. um, to me. Yeah. Um, And then a, a buy low guy. Uh, he might not be as low anymore, but we've kind of already talked about him. But I, I wrote down uh, Huberto. Yeah. He's starting to turn it around. Calgary looks all right. Yeah. Um. Kadri's on fire. I was going to say, man, Kadri was another one that I, I have him in yeah. just like one of like a, I'm in a, uh, like a third league just for fun. It's for free and just to, you know, people barely pay attention to it. But um, he was one that I would have put as, as a buy low, you know, just because anyone on Calgary that's like a top forward right now, I think they, they can't be this bad. Like, forever like it's they're gonna turn it around at some point whether they're you know they're gonna get some goals so Kadri was another one that i thought is a good yeah one to, they they called up zari and pospisil yeah and he's they've those two guys have sparked the lineup they I beat picked him up. yeah i picked him up and i picked robertson up when robertson got called up to, for, to toronto that was a good oh one nice yeah he's doing okay I drafted Robertson, and he Did went you? straight to the minors. And I was like, "Well, right, right to the pickle jar, baby." Right to the pickle Welcome. jar. Welcome. <laughs> oh man, the pickle jar was that was a an awesome addition to the quarantine cup. You like that? Yeah. Just saw a notification from our league. Looks like Joel Hofer just got dropped. Ooh, big news. Big, yeah, huge news. That's like show-stopping news. <laughs> huge news. Yeah. I mean, he's gone. <laughs> he's actually a good goalie, though. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so you got uh, Huberdo, which is interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the guy with Zegers would sell, would sell him because Zegers just has so much potential. But if you catch someone sleeping, you can grab Zegers. I think he's due for a bigger second half anyway. Yeah. Well, that's the weird thing with the Ducks, too, is that Zegers was supposed to come in and be like, the. I think it's good for the Ducks that Zegers is having a slow year because he's on a bridge deal. And I don't think that this is his average. Like, I think he's a, he's a player capable of doing more. But he was in trade rumors right now. He They're talking about, oh, what the heck's going on with Zegers. But I think when it comes time to re-sign, like if he's doing this thing where it's, 
not he hasn't really found his groove yet he could potentially get locked into a deal that turns into like a mckinnon deal or like a, i mean not to that extreme but you know like you can lock him up for a reasonable rate and just i mean that's kind of the things that happen to a team that rebuild and hit their stride at the right time where you see a guy trying to find his own a little bit and like find his way yeah. in the mix and then when you kind of build a team that fits you can lock him up for a pretty good number. So he's an interesting player too. Do you think he fits the mold as like a, as, of like Nugent Hopkins? I think I don't know. I don't watch both of them. Well, I watch Nugent. I don't watch Zegers enough to like give a informed opinion, but I think yeah, he could be a good as far as what like the type of player they are or yeah, like in production like for fantasy. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I think uh, Zegers is more skilled and potentially could do more offensively, but um, Nuge being on that Edmonton power play kind of helps out a lot. So it kind of evens. I'm not sure. But yeah, I yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I was wondering because Nuge, we were talking about bridge deals and he's got a good contract. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he hit it for 104 points. And you mentioned that. I was just thinking to myself, like, you know, Zegris in the on the power play with Leo Carlson and Vetrano banging home pucks and Troy Terry. And I, I just was like, if he if those guys find it and he all of a sudden puts up 104 points, but it's after like three years of 60 to 70, you know, and he signs for six mil, he, it's, he's a bargain. Terry's another one that I ended up having to drop. You dropped him, eh? I did. He's got, you know, what is he? Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. He's got thirteen. Po- well, I guess yeah. He's got thirteen points. But my problem with Terry, thirteen points in twenty games, but uh, he doesn't score consistently. So he'll be zeros across the board for like this whole month. It was zero, 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 and then an assist. And so he'll go, he'll do like what like Tara Vinen does, where Tara Vinen will go zeros for like a month and then he'll score like four points. So yeah. his average is high, but like Tara Vinen's average is like three points. But in a month, you're getting nothing from him. And then one matchup, like for one week, you'll get like 15 points from him. Right. So it's like really weird how it works. Like for me, I like it a little more consistent. Because yeah. his points per game isn't terrible, but Terry will score like he's got like you know Terry has like two three point nights, yeah. and then and then it's been nothing. Yeah, so it's really interesting. Terry's another one that I feel like Zegers and Terry not scoring and the Ducks being in a playoff spot is really is a wild. I don't know. It's a I don't know what the where the Ducks are if they're gonna be sick or if it's going to fizzle out, but those guys like that, I, I typically am not super pumped on. Yeah. The streaky scores, right? I don't like the, it. Like the boom yeah. in football, they call it the boom bus guys. Yeah. Like a, a Calvin Ridley in football is like that for me right now. Yeah. Where no, nothing worse than a bust. It sucks, man. Yeah. He'll put up nothing and then he'll sit on your bench and put 30 points up and you're like, hey. yeah. Like Gabe Davis on Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah, he'll go off for like four catches for like a hundred yards and a touchdown. Yeah, and you start him and he doesn't get a catch. 
Yeah. Guys, like, I don't like doing that where you, if you're nervous about keeping them out of the lineup, but then when they're in the lineup, you're like, well, that was a terrible decision. Like, yeah. I don't like doing that. So I usually oh. try and find, and then in a trade too, it's hard for me because I value them. I look at their month and like, I look at right. their points, you know, and it, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't always translate to like showing their value. I, I don't know. It's hard. Those guys are hard. I like a little more consistent like spread of points. Yeah, I like the uh yeah, the the point per game guys. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You just roll them out and they're gonna get two to four fancy points and you just yep. you chip away. Yep. That's just more it's more fun. Um mm-hmm. hey, I was just wondering uh, if you had the time over there. Yeah, it's nine oh seven right now. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is going to be the most abrupt end uh, ever. (laughs) Uh, I have to be somewhere at uh, 10 in Vancouver. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, well, thanks so much for getting out of bed, man. Yeah. Same to you. It's good seeing you. Yeah. I really appreciate it. I enjoyed our chat. And uh, for the boys that slept in, all I can say is I I respect the hell out of it. It's it's Sunday morning. They all work big boy jobs. And, uh, some of them, you know, I, I get it. So uh, I think it was great. We, we got one in. Uh, yeah, I like I like the fantasy chat, too, because I feel like that's a, that'd be that's a good. Uh, you know, start, you know, focusing on the fantasy side of it. So I think it's good. Good move. And then uh, yeah, it was awesome. I uh, I will uh, upload this tonight. So it's Sunday and it should be out there by Monday morning. Solid, man. All right, well, have a great rest of the day. I know you have a lot of stuff on the docket, so uh, yep. really appreciate you jumping out of bed this morning on a Sunday. Yeah, buddy. Always always looking forward to it. Yeah, Same to and uh, obviously, you know, you're going to lose both your weeks, so uh, don't let that get you down. <laughs> we'll be back, buddy. We'll be back. <laughs> All right, Hodge. Have a great day, man. See you, brother. Bye.